The following broadcast is released under a Creative Commons license. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. I believe He lived and died, and that He rose again. I believe and trust in Him. Ascended into hell, Christ our living head will one day come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe and trust in Him. I will trust in my Redeemer, sing of His love. That lasts forever Though His hope and sure salvation I will trust in Him Though the world falls around me I rest and know that He has found me Christ the rock is my Welcome all to Pastor Yeshua. You've been listening to Creed by Richard Jensen from his album, Order of Service. By way of introduction, pastor is an acrostic which stands for preaching all salvation through one Redeemer. Our Redeemer, Yeshua, Jesus, is the Hebrew name for the Lord. It means Yahweh, the Lord, is salvation. Translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Jesus. The English transliteration for Jesus is Jesus. This program deals with apologetics, questions on and about God, the Bible, and the Christian faith. I take questions and seek by Scripture to give answers and encouragement for everyone, including the tough-minded living in today's skeptical society. And now, let's join Pastor Yeshua. Welcome to Pastor Yeshua. In this episode series, we are asking and discussing questions regarding a media campaign called He Gets Us. As with all issues which present themselves as subjects which present Jesus, the Bible, God, or Christianity, we defer to examining such claims against the Bible using proper exegetical and hermeneutical principles as well as Berean discernment. Let's jump right in and continue where we left off. Our next video is entitled, Did Jesus Live in Poverty? Also entitled, The Struggle. Here, once again, we have the attempt to bait and switch, sleight of hand approach to redefine and replace the Jesus of the Bible with a politically correct social warrior Jesus suitable to pop culture and social media. 
The 31 second video is nothing more than a guitar being strummed according to a rather sad, pathos-filled melody accompanied by black and white photos of various people clearly portrayed as suffering physically, mentally, and emotionally. After we are all sad and depressed over the presentation, the video displays the sentence, quote, Jesus struggled to make ends meet too, unquote. Likewise, the video description given by He Gets Us lets us know again that we cannot be bothered with a correct theological understanding of the gospel and why Jesus came. Why? Well, once again, for the third or fourth time now, Jesus was and is God. God chose voluntarily to humble himself in the flesh. And he chose, if you want to label it as such, to be homeless, deprived, hungry, thirsty, nomadic, totally reliant on the kindness and generosity of others. But he also had the power and ability to change water to wine, multiply loaves and fish, and bring money from the mouth of a fish. As God, Jesus has immediate access to create whatever he wanted and to supply all of his needs by his own power simply by asking. More importantly, Jesus was not focused on this. Instead, Jesus was focused on telling people that they needed to repent of sin and to exercise faith in him as the only son of God so that regardless of what was going on temporally, those who did have faith in him would have life eternal. Jesus is the same God who created all of what is out of nothing. He is also the same God who will create a new heaven and earth and will judge the living and the dead as to correctly answering his question, quote, Who do you say that I am? Unquote. Now, in order to help, here's a hint for he gets us. Jesus is not a philosopher, a sage, a wise man, a cultural icon, or a poster boy for how to behave. Jesus, according to the Bible, God's word, is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. So, in conclusion, carrying the real issues of 2,000 years ago and any other age, including today, Jesus' first and primary concern is to reconcile his lost sheep to himself and to assure salvation to his elect. The cosmetics of the temporal life are important, but they pale to the issue of where we will spend eternity. For our next video is entitled, Why Did Jesus Cry? or Tears. In this 16-second video, we have a female voice 
humming mournfully and repeating, quote, hoo, 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 unquote, while various black and white pictures of people are shown who are crying, weeping, and distraught, dealing with the situation of death. The video description reads, quote, We're people like you. The past few years, especially, have affected each and every one of us. We've felt alone. We felt trapped and afraid. We've lost loved ones. What in Jesus' teachings could possibly make any of that feel better? What could he have possibly said that would bring comfort or hope? The truth is, when his dearest friends lost someone they loved, he didn't say anything. He wept. Sometimes just being there and grieving with someone is all we can do. And sometimes the shortest verses bring the greatest comfort, unquote. The description then provides the scripture references of John chapter 11, verses 32 through 38. Okay, so let me understand this. In the midst of countless people crying, weeping, being distraught, feeling alone, feeling afraid, experiencing death all around them, the best and the only thing Jesus can do is remain silent and weep. Really? You serious? I mean, just how obtuse and detached from reality and how clueless do you have to be here to actually ask the question, quote, what in Jesus' teachings could possibly make any of that feel better? What could he have possibly said that would bring comfort or hope, unquote? And then afterwards, give the vacuous, pathetic response that the only thing Jesus can do is be silent and weep. Well, clearly you read John chapter 11, but for whatever reason, you decided to omit the most important part of the lesson, which contains the very heart of the solution to the problems which you are posing here. Again, let me help you. John 11 is the story of the death of Jesus' friend Lazarus. In this historical story, what do we read? Does Jesus merely go to Lazarus' family, stand there, remain silent and weep so everyone feels that he is one of us? Uh, no. No is right. Jesus goes to Mary and Martha and says, quote, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whomsoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this, unquote? Just to be clear, in the original Greek language, the words, quote, I am, unquote, are ego I may, which are synonymous with Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, and 
also verse 15, and the, quote, I am, unquote, God of the burning bush. In order to prove that Jesus is God, Jesus resurrects Lazarus from the dead after four days being dead. So, in conclusion, ask me again, quote, what in Jesus' teachings could possibly make any of that feel better? What could he have possibly said that would bring comfort and hope? Unquote. Gee, I don't know. You tell me. Silence and weeping? Or God of very God, who simply by speaking can raise the dead to life again? Which do you think inspires more hope? What, what a shame, what a waste that $100 million is being spent and instead of a message about Jesus who is God and raises the dead to life via a faith relationship, we are left with nothing more than a, a, a wet sponge guy who lived 2,000 years ago who could only be silent and weep over other people dying. Next up, we have the video entitled, Did Jesus Face Criticism? Or also entitled, The Influencer. Now, you're probably asking yourself, hmm, I wonder what this is about. Well, this is an example of what one sees when you have a predisposed agenda and bias and you evaluate and define anything using the filter of the preconception which you have created. Predictably, when they are finished discovering Jesus, those of us who have actually known and followed him for some time, according to scripture, don't recognize him. So let's meet the Jesus of He Gets Us, and ask one single question. Is the Jesus of He Gets Us the same Jesus as the Jesus of Scripture in context? Now remember, when you hear and contemplate the following statements about Jesus from He Gets Us, it is critical to contemplate whether the statement about Jesus is something which best and most accurately describes Jesus according to the stated goals and purposes of the Bible regarding Jesus the Messiah. Okay, here we go. According to He Gets Us, Jesus was the greatest influencer who ever lived. No! How about the reason people came from every quarter was to hear Jesus' radical views of love? No! Or, Jesus' interaction and influence with people is identical to the interaction and influence with people on social platforms today. No! Or, social media cancellation can be compared to the actual illegal court trial, beating, crucifixion, and death of Jesus. No! 
How about Jesus was so, quote, insanely popular, unquote, that, quote, everyone followed him, unquote. No! How about Jesus spent time speaking about or promoting things he didn't believe in, but one day he stood up for something he did believe in? No! How about when Jesus said controversial things, the people around him concealed their identities with masks and hoodies and proceeded to violently break out windows of businesses using a long two-foot using a long two-inch by two-inch by four-foot long piece of wood or steel. No! How about when Jesus spoke out about his views, he gathered together with large crowds with signs in the street and proceeded to scream and yell at others demanding to be heard? No! Uh, how about Jesus' dissenters tested one another on Twitter and formed conspiracies to silence him. No! How about Jesus' radical truth is exactly the same as anyone else's quote-unquote truth in any day or age? No! Uh, how about Jesus is to be worshipped because of his willingness to take a stand for his conviction? Based upon this presentation, I guess anyone, anywhere, regardless of topic or content, can be an influencer if they have enough friends, enough views, enough likes, enough thumbs up, enough followers. Why, it's a wonder why more quote-unquote influencers don't have their own Bible to tell their story. And of course we know that the undefined quote-unquote love of everything, everyone, anything, everything, without questions, without analysis, without evaluation, or without any definition, is exactly the same as the love which Jesus espouses in the Bible. We all know that the only sole attribute which Jesus possesses was love, right? In conclusion... Did he gets us bother to notice any of the following identifiers of Jesus according to the Bible? Messiah, Emmanuel, i.e. God with us, Alpha and Omega, Son of the living God, King of kings, Lord of lords, Savior, Ancient of days, Redeemer, Prince of peace, Master, Lamb of God, author and finisher of our faith, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Eternal One, I Am, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Jehovah, Yahweh, God of very God. No, not once. Why? Simple, because to He gets us, Jesus stopped at being a quote-unquote great influencer. But he's no greater than anyone else who has ever been canceled on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or any other secular social media outlet. And apparently, it's simply not important enough to mention anything else to He Gets Us. 
Next up, we have the video entitled, Was Jesus Ever Stressed? Or alternately entitled, Anxiety. Here, once again, Jesus had stress and anxiety. And so does everyone else. Well, on its face, superficially, this may seem to be accurate. At the same time, the example which he gets us cites is none other than Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, while Jesus did have stress in that situation, can we be honest in saying that the stress mainly had to do with caring and being punished by God the Father for our sins? For comparison, let's ask, how many humans anywhere in history have any understanding of carrying the sins of the world? Yeah, that's right. There's not one other person in history who can truthfully claim to be God to be perfect, and to be able to carry the entire weight of all sins committed or omitted by his people, past, present, and future, on their behalf. The stress and anxiety depicted in the video and accompanying article are the stress and anxiety of everyday life, which are as a result of the sin we commit, and the general fallen state of the world. Additionally, looking at the video, um, I'm not sure how an apparent arson bonfire in the street has anything to do with the comparison we're talking about with Jesus, but whatever. It seems to me that the proper biblical world and life view and perspective to Jesus would be to say that Jesus and others in Scripture remind us to remember to place our trust, our faith, our provision, our cares, and concerns into the hands of Jesus, who is God. This is important because Jesus, as God, reminds us that the reason for stress and anxiety are temporal. Because Jesus is God, he knows our needs and supplies them according to his perfect will. Better yet, we are currently pilgrims en route to a better home, free of stress and anxiety. This is infinitely superior to saying, don't feel so bad. 2,000 years ago, some guy named Jesus had stress too, so you're not alone. And In conclusion, he gets us, may be well-meaning with this and other videos, but they completely miss the meaning and almost altogether substitute resolution with relatability. Next up, we have the video entitled, Was Jesus Ever Lonely? also entitled Alone. In summary of the issue of mankind's loneliness, he gets us concludes the following, quote, But we found comfort in Jesus' loneliness. It reminds us that even in isolation, we're not alone. Yep. 
Yeah, you got it. That's the sound of he gets us missing the boat again. Sure, Jesus was alone at times, and so are all of us. If you want to find comfort in that similarity, knock yourself out and congratulations. But frankly, the assurance that gives infinitely better comfort is that when Jesus, who is God, resurrected from the dead, he made a promise to all of us, his elect followers, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, saying, quote, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Unquote. Further, Jesus fulfilled his promise in Acts chapter 2 when he sent the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, which was poured out and which indwells those who have a relationship with Jesus by grace through faith in his finished work. The name and the function of the Holy Spirit is also called the Comforter, or in the Greek, the Parakletos, which literally means one summoned or called to one side. In conclusion, if knowing someone else was alone when you are alone suffices to provide comfort for you, then great. I prefer to have a living relationship with an all-powerful God who provides his actual presence right now via his Holy Spirit, along with actual physical fellowship of like-minded other saints of God in his church who are not deterred by fear or government mandates. Next up, we have the video entitled, Did Jesus Have Fun? or Good Times. Well, it's fitting that we finish with this video since, accidentally, the article for the video unwittingly swerves into the truth. Check this out. Quote, From the beginning, we wanted to share the real Jesus. At some point along the way, we realized that despite our best efforts to show a true and complete picture of him, that image became a bit unbalanced. Not incorrect, but incomplete, unquote. A bit unbalanced? That's an understatement. I guess if you consider a teeter-totter competition between an elephant and an ant to be a quote, un a bit unbalanced, unquote, then, okay, incomplete? Yeah, I guess if you consider Leo Tolstoy's publishing a one-page book entitled War and Peace while leaving out the rest as being merely incomplete, then, again, okay, not incorrect? Really? So, let's review. According to He Gets Us, Thus far in their videos and articles, we find the following. Jesus' mother, Mary, engaged in premarital sex with more than one boyfriend. Uh, Jesus used the internet and got trolled online during the first century. 
uh, Jesus invites people to join him despite the fact that they are and will continue to sin, rebel against him repeatedly and willfully without repentance. Uh, Jesus got judged simply for walking down the street and hanging out on the corner with his friends. Uh, Jesus' disciples were dropouts from compulsory education and used physical violence against Herod the king. Uh, Jesus aimlessly roamed the hood without any purpose or direction. Uh, the only reason Jesus came was to, quote, set a bar, unquote. Uh, Jesus forgives everyone of everything, even if they don't ask, repent, or even know Jesus. Uh, Jesus' main mission was to be a role model. He was silent regarding repentance and forgiveness of sins. Uh, Jesus was a ringleader of a gang. Uh, when Jesus encountered death, he could do nothing. He simply remained silent and wept. Uh, Jesus is simply a quote-unquote influencer, no different from any influencer today. Uh, the best that Jesus can do about our anxiety and stress is to remind us that he had stress and anxiety too. And finally, uh, the best that Jesus can do about our loneliness is to remind us that he was lonely too. Naturally, these things must have been an oversight, uh, a mistake, uh, an omission. Uh, thankfully, I got really hopeful when the article accompanying Did Jesus Have Fun continues with saying, quote, we spent so much time reflecting on heavier topics that when we stepped back to look at the whole mosaic, we couldn't help but notice we were showing a picture of Jesus that was distinctly lacking, unquote. Quote, this video is a response to that, a sort of rebalancing, unquote. Finally, I thought to myself, He Gets Us is going to provide the missing and pivotal key message of the entire gospel. The reason Jesus came and died. The hope of this life for eternity. He Gets Us is going to at last tell us that Jesus is God and that He died for our sins, my sins, so that I can be free of sin and death, and I can have life eternal. Praise to God. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's continue and read what we have in store for us from He Gets Us. Okay, let's look at it. Uh, Jesus had joy. Okay, good, good, all right. Okay, Jesus went to a wedding. Okay, great, wonderful. Jesus shared lively meals with friends. All right, awesome. Oh, here we go. Jesus drank with people. Well, good to know. Okay. Uh, oh, 
Oh, he had fun and acted freely around the dinner table. All right. Uh, he didn't worry about his reputation when he hung out with people who were shady. Hmm. Okay. He was always uninhabited in his pursuit of compassion and joy for others. Well, looking back, the scribes and Pharisees might have disagreed with that, but okay. Lastly, Jesus let his hair down. Okay. Well, too bad in letting his hair down and showing his real unvarnished self to everyone. He somehow failed to let he gets us know that he is God. What we've got here is failure to communicate. In conclusion, yeah, Jesus wasn't pretending to be someone or something else. Jesus enjoyed and continues to enjoy his creation. But Jesus was not frivolous or wasteful using his time on trying to fit in. He wasn't wasting his time to, trying to join the frat house of the world. He wasn't consumed with being a joiner or being accepted. The joy that Jesus taught about then and now has to do with the realization and reality that those who know Jesus as Lord and Savior will have joy unspeakable. And presently we know that eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. This is just one of many videos and dialogue memes presented by He Gets Us, which we will be looking at and discussing. For the time being, this concludes this episode. Please join me for the next. Now, if you have any questions about God, the Bible, or the Christian faith, I encourage you to send me an email at pastor underscore Yeshua at yahoo.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R underscore Y-E-S-H-U-A at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. The world falls